0: Welcome to Culture Couch, a pop culture podcast. Ooh. Ooh, this smells good. Yeah, mine does too. Okay, well, what do you have? I have a Breckenridge Brewery uh, Mountain Beach. It's from Littleton, Colorado. It's got, uh, or it's bright and tart with pineapple, lime, and guava. That alone just makes me excited to try this.
1: That sounds good. And it's like a warm day. That sounds. It's not a warm day, it's hot outside. It's like summer. Yeah, yeah, but that that's like a summer, it sounds like a summer beer. 4.5%, mm-hmm. just your
0: typical beer. It is a tart beer, which I love. I, so. I picked that for you.
1: Yeah, let's go. When I see tart or sour, I just am like, Skylar, Skylar, Skylar. That's really good. Finish on that bad boy? There's a slight
0: bitter aftertaste that is not my favorite. Okay. But that's good. That's a solid, I'd give that a solid 8 Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a high. Oh, yeah. That's this... like a,
1: you'd purchase that. Oh, easy. This is delicious. Um, I also have a Beckenridge, but mine's a Strawberry Sky, and it is 4.8%, and they're out little Littleton, Colorado. I don't know if you said that already, mm-hmm. um, but this is a Fruit Forward collage style ale with delicious, del- delicate finish. I shouldn't read. Um, but yeah, let's see what this tastes like. It smells amazing.
0: My can also looks at first when I saw this, I thought it was a Hawaiian punch. It looks very similar to a Hawaiian punch.
1: That is very strawberry y. Oh really? But in a good way. Mm -hmm. Not like medicine strawberry flavor. And it's really smooth and there's no bitter. It's not as sweet as like you would think a strawberry drink. It's a very mild strawberry, but Mm -hmm. it's not doesn't like tape you know, it doesn't start sweet and then taper off bitter. But it's a good strawberry (laughs) flavor. It's a good seven and a half. Sweet. This bacon ridge is good, man. We gotta find more of these guys. Yeah,
0: we haven't tried this brand before, but they are so far nice. so good. Yeah. And they got really good cans. Mm-hmm. Good.
1: I love can with good artwork. And it's not one of those nasty wrapped cans. Yes, it's a good. Yeah. And ours are very different looking. So like instead of finding a style and then kind of just rinse and repeating like and changing one thing for a can like mm-hmm. they individually did each can which is cool yeah i'm actually going to shave half a point off of mine i'm going to
0: move it down to a seven five that's still pretty good so really good but as this i i mean i haven't had it for very long but i can the temperature is already dropping on this and it's, it's not as good as it's
1: yeah warming
0: up but
1: drink it's fast yeah just drink it fast um all right well, let's go have a seat on the culture couch let's do it We do have a guest this week, but we're going to do our pop culture on the radar, and then we're going to bring our guest in. Yes. Um, do I have one? Do you have one? I do have one. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to provide everyone with a little update. We've talked about Musk is seemingly to—all signs are pointing to him backing out of the Twitter deal. That's kind of what I was getting at,
0: or from the vibe, just of the things that I've seen online, that it's probably not going to happen.
1: Uh, he is like— we're putting it on pause. He tweeted about putting it on pause, but the problem he's running into is he was trying to leverage Tesla's stock to turn and purchase Twitter, mm-hmm. but the stock market is crashing and everything is crashing. And then he had to sell a ton of his to um, just like a ton of Tesla shares, which put a ton of shares out in the market. Anyways, it hurt Tesla's stock quite a bit. Um they're down like 38% on the year, 35%. Uh, I don't know where they closed today, but when I was reading this morning, they are between 35 and 38% down, which is like a huge drop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens. I will be shocked if it goes through. I kind of, I think I even mentioned this when we first talked about it, how I was like, it's not like everyone was like, it's done. It's a done deal. And I was like, Gary, yeah, calm down everyone. Like it's mm-hmm. not a done deal. Like a lot of things can go wrong. And this seems a little bit like a publicity stunt, and it's kind of showing like, oh, this is for sure was a publicity stunt. I feel like Elon Musk is the walking embodiment
0: of a publicity stunt. He is a publicity stunt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Somehow it'll end up in his favor, because somehow he can manipulate everything to benefit him in the long run. But Mm -hmm. I don't know how he'll do it, but he will find a way. Yeah, I'm sure he will, as he does. Um, What do you have for us? Um,
0: Mine, I... I know that I've talked to you about this off the podcast, I th- I'm pretty sure, um, and I may have already used it as one of mine, and if I did, I'm so sorry, but I just recently rediscovered it again, because I completely forgot about it, but a podcast that I found that is called Spooked. I don't think we've talked about this on the the show. Maybe not on the podcast, but I, I'm sh- certain I've told you about it. If not, I definitely have told some of our other friends about it. I think you've told me about spooked but I don't think we've talked about on the podcast. So it's a podcast that um has very high production value. You can just tell. It's on Luminary, but it they also put some of their episodes on to Spotify. Um and because I love it so much, I actually like paid for a subscription to Luminary so I could access all of their episodes because they only put like a very small handful of them on there. But it's a podcast of people who tell their stories with their encounters of the supernatural. Okay. And the the sound design is so good that it just makes the experience that much more like frightening and horrifying to listen to these people tell their stories. So they add sound effects on yes. top
1: of the po- or, like regular podcast. Yeah,
0: so like a person is telling their story and when they like for instance when they say something that they heard an entity say to them. They, you hear it in their voice as they are quoting what they heard, but they add, like, two or three other voices on top of the storyteller's voice, and they, like, change the pitch down so it
1: just sounds, like, monstrous and demonic. So you hear their voice with, like, different layers of their voice, yes. basically, uh-huh. on top of it. Yeah. Oh, that and, is creepy. Yeah, just
0: the whole sound design, the music that they add is just, they do a really good job of making it really scary to listen to, um, to the point that I have actually had to turn them off when I'm driving home at night. I listen to them a lot coming up here. Um, but I just completely forgot about them because like they... they scare you. Yeah. Oh. Which is saying a lot,
1: Yeah. That's, right? I mean, I've seen you get... Not even scared, but, like, there would be, like, a scary building or something. But we should go in there. That building looks creepy. And I've had you be like, "Mm, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. But that's about, like, the extent of your, I've seen you get scared. Yeah. And, like, when, but that's the kind of thing, too, though, because
0: I don't get scared by those things. That if I get that feeling from something, like, especially if we're, like, out and about or we're driving and we happen to pass by just some building that may be run down or even a house. And I get that impression of, like, "Mm, I'm good. I will not go in it. I just... I won't. Because if that... If it's enough to unsettle me that much... From the outside? Yeah. I don't even want to know what the inside is like.
1: Yeah. I feel like whenever there's buildings like that, they should just get torn down. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that they don't. But there's just...
1: So a lot of creepy buildings, um, they get saved. I don't know if that's the right term. But a lot of them end up... They're like historical sites mm-hmm. and so no one tears them down but they can't really do anything with them because they're old and like like they wouldn't pass any code so they couldn't yeah. use them for anything so it's like no one wants it but because they can't no one wants the land because they can't tear it down but they can't really do anything with it and so they just get more and more and more run down mm-hmm. like i am a believe if we're gonna have like historical site buildings we should pay to like restore them so yeah. then they're actually useful and if not tear them down yeah because if they're not if they're not important if, enough to save, they're not important enough to just keep, to staying. just stay there and rot, but they yeah. get creepy. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's probably just the whole idea that, you know, they're getting weathered and it's not, and we know what the average building or average house is supposed to look like. And when basically nature starts taking it back, it looks unnatural. And I think that's why it freaks us out is because it's just unsettling to look at. Cause it's not, your normal house or building?
1: Well, I mean, did you? You came in our house when we lived here pretty early on, mm-hmm. and no one had lived here for two years, yeah. and even you could tell it wasn't lived in. Yeah, and that was only two years, and it was they, the owners, even though they were living like you in, could tell the house had been vacant for a while. Yeah, like they were upkeeping the house because they mm-hmm. wanted it to sell. Yeah, So the owners were so like it was being taken lawn. care of, but you could still tell. Yeah, because like
0: people leave like of print when they, you know, go places. At least I've always just, I don't know what you want to believe, but I've kind of always just been sensitive to that kind of thing. The house absorbs. Yes. And I also am of the belief, or of the belief, and I'm pretty sure we talked about it in our one of our Halloween episodes, that homes hold on to things. Like you said, they absorb or they, you know, can hold on to any energy, whether it's good or bad. You can go into a home and you know, oh, this is a comfortable home. People love this house. Or, like, you can go into a home and you can just know, at least I can, when not good things are going on in the home. Yeah. It's weird. But, yeah. Or But when nothing is going on in the house or, like, it's vacant, like, all the energy that of the previous owner, whoever
1: lived there, is just gone. That's a whole, or whole different vibe. So, like, imagine, so we had this, it was maintained and two years. Mm-hmm. Imagine something that's been not maintained and 50 years vacant.
0: Yeah. Like. like, like because then it could just be who knows what it's coming and gone through there
1: yes yeah and who knows what teenagers are going in and doing who knows what mm-hmm. bad bad yeah um but yeah this it's just a podcast about all kinds
0: of shit like that and it's right up my alley as far as being sweet. a horror fan so if you like spooky things
1: go ahead and give it a listen i feel like you should just say scary like that's scary yeah not spooky spooky is like unsettling no, some of them are spooky it's like some of them aren't that bad but some of them are but some
0: of them are like spine chilling Okay. So yeah, if you like a good a good uh little rush, give them a shot. It's spooked. Um, you can find them anywhere. But if you want all of their episodes, you can subscribe to Luminary Podcast. And if you subscribe to them, you have access to everything on there, not just this one show. So sweet. That's an unsponsored plug for Luminary. So they should be sending me my check. I should bill them right now. You yeah. checked your watch, like. It'll like be here any
1: second. My now. watch, like I'm yeah. wearing one. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that's it for that. Let's go get our guest and come right back and we'll finish up the rest of the episode. Let's do it. All right. We are back. We have our guests. So we have my brother, Bryant, here with us. Do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Yes. My name is Bryant Brown. I am Andrew's older brother. Um, I have got my law degree from the University of Utah and I'm happy to sort of come in and talk about this subject.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a heavier subject, unfortunately. Um, I'm surprised we have to talk about this subject again. I thought it was mixed in the 70s, uh, right? Is that when it was, 70s?
2: Yeah, late 70s. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but so we, we're going to talk about Roe versus weight. Uh, Do you want to give us like a history of it? What you know?
2: Yeah. So Roe v. Wade, it's considered a landmark case or seminal case. And what that means in the legal world is typically um, it changes some sort of precedent or creates a precedent that lots of other cases build on. uh, Opposed to some one-off case that maybe decides something that um, is never really brought up again. Um, This case is a foundation for many other cases. Um, What I think is an important uh, aspect to discuss is it was a 7-2 decision. Five of the seven justices were um, appointed by a Republican president, right? So I guess a bipartisan support for Roe v. Wade. Um, half of them-ish of the, of the five were uh, Nixon support, um, and the other were Eisenhower. So um, it was a decision by the court that held—and uh, and this is very important to discuss because— Roe v. Wade isn't the only thing being overturned. It's Roe v. Wade and KCV Planned Parenthood. Those are two landmark cases. So real quick, so you
1: said it's 7-2. That was the original vote. Yeah. So 7%—not 7%, 7 of the 9 votes were Mm -hmm. in favor of pro-choice, essentially. Yes. And 5 of those 7 were Republican. Yep. Okay, continue.
2: Which is very different than what we see today, right? Um, Now, one thing to note is Roe v. Wade created a framework— and what they said was, um, the, you know, a pregnancy has a trimester sort of arrangement, and a state could not limit an abortion in the first trimester. Just couldn't. A state could not make a law that said, hey, um, now I, I want to put a little caveat. All these topics are heavy. I could spend hours and hours, semesters talking about these. So before someone's like, well, there's this one exception, generally speaking, the state could not put any exception. The last trimester, a state, if they so choo- chose, could put a full ban uh, on abortion. They could say, hey, um, in the state of Utah, you are not allowed to get an abortion pending. There's just one little carve out that says unless like the mother's life was at risk, right? Like, And when you say that they
0: couldn't put any kind of anything on it, that's for or against, right? Yes. Just, they couldn't touch it, essentially. Yeah. Okay.
2: And this is really important base, foundation. And then... And this is why I think Roe v. Wade was a good law to begin with. And then the second trimester, so we have the bookends. Can't do anything on the first. Can be super strict on the back end. Carve out, you know, women's health. Um, Then the the middle, the state could put some what they kind of called reasonable exceptions. Had to go through strict scrutiny. That's a little bit harder to explain in in the moment. But they could say, you know, past viability, you know, which is sort of halfway through or whatever at that time. Uh, the second trimester, they can't, but, you know, they had to leave open stuff for for general health. So like rape or, or incest along those lines. So that was the original. That was Roe v. Wade. Um, it was a landmark case. Um, what was happening before then where some states were making crazy laws that um, made it hard um, for women, to you know, total bans on abortion, things along those lines. And then fast forward to the 90s. And this is why it's important to talk about. There's the KCV Planned Parenthood. And I can't remember the exact number. I think it was 5-4. So we see a contraction. Um, I'm
1: assuming the Re- we saw a shift in Republicans shifting over yeah okay
2: and, and they blew up they blew up the try so roe v Wade doesn't ex- hasn't existed since like 92 and um, uh, 92 94 somewhere around that time period they they essentially overturned roe v Wade's trimester framework that framework I laid out for you and they sort of said the state can now put reasonable exceptions on abortion and then just like, You know, what's great about the court is they don't really define that, right? So for instance, uh, you know, city Utah could say there's a 24 hour cooling off period, right? Now they can't do like a three month cooling off period. The court would define that offensive to this reasonableness, but like a 24 hour period, you go in to Planned Parenthood, you you sit and watch a video. The state could, you know, require what you watch a video and then you come back, you know, 24 hours later and, and, and whatever, right? Before that was illegal, um, from Roe v. Wade. That's more of a KCV Planned Parenthood. It doesn't make a total, a lot of sense. It's confusing. That's why we saw all these states making these way different laws. Um, none of them are outright banning abortion, but just making things hard, like limiting the amount of, you know, clinics and and and, and whatever. Um, so it's been very confusing. Where Roe v. Wade was a very systematic approach that each state could live within, right? And one thing that should also be noted is Roe v. Wade is Favored by seventy percent of the population, so if they if they went to vote on this today, somewhere in the high sixties, maybe seventy would vote to to keep Roe v Wade. Now, what's even crazier about this is, well, someone will listen and be like, well, yeah, because one hundred percent of California and they have thirty million people. Um, It's um, from the from most of the research is every single state it would pass by a simple majority. Fifty one percent would say. Let's keep it right. Idaho that's passing crazy laws. Louisiana, we can even talk about the the, the pending laws if this gets overturned. So it's very important to know that not only um, was it passed originally by a bipartisan group, it was also supported by uh, by most people. So,
1: mm-hmm. in your opinion, do you think Roe v, the original Roe v Wade gave the states actually more? flexibility it might be the wrong word, but like, do you think it was like the best thread of the needle of like the federal government made the right decision mixed with state rights?
2: Well, yeah. So state rights, and we can talk about that later. Maybe it um, is a, is a loaded gun. Um, you know, it's just a, um, a fake question in my opinion, for a lot of reasons. And we can get to that if you want, but yes, to the extent it was very clear, like you guys can't make these laws in these sort of groups. And then go, right? And then KCV Planned Parenthood, you know, just blew that up. Um, and now, we, you know, if this rumor is true, which seems likely, um, it'll just be, you know, free-for-all.
1: Okay, so the rumor, I want to talk about that a little bit. Has anything like this happened where the Supreme Court has done something that's been leaked?
2: So this is, uh, this is funny because the answer is yes. And everyone wants to say, no, that's never happened. Now, what, what's never happened before is it's never been leaked months in advance where everyone could read it within seconds of it being leaked, right? Like the access to like someone in India that day, you know, on the other side of the planet could read this opinion, this 96 or 98 page opinion that moment. Right. So like Roe v. Wade was leaked. It was leaked a couple hours before it went um, before it was supposed to be live. One of the clerks leaked it to Time. Time had it. So if you were walking down the streets of New York City and there was the newspaper stand with Time, you would have known two or three hours before.
1: That probably was only like a select few people just because technology wasn't there to get it to the whole yeah. universe.
2: But but the difference is I – guess, I guess the one difference is – and this is a, a function question is that – that was decided. What, what was leaked was 100 percent done. Now, what what's new and what's unique is this is this is a, a draft from February, which a lot of people aren't catching. I think kind of missing, which um, is a very nuanced discussion. So what happens is um, when the Supreme Court gets a case to take a case, um, there's there's procedural things that happen in the background where they sort of decide, um, you know, where the chips are going to fall, who's going to write the you know, the majority opinion. Um, this is Robert's, you know, um, overall court, but Alito took the lead. And then, um, what, what happens is they'll, they'll pass it around and then everyone will redline it and talk about it. And, and Alito might pull back some language, might change some language. Um, and and so from February to May, I'm guessing there has been some changes, right? So this was like a February, um, opinion, right? Um, so that's, what's unique. Like, What we get next month, that's when it's supposed to go out, could be drastically different. It could have the same, like the the outcome could be exactly the same, like a 5-2 overturning Roe v. Wade, but all the language could be drastically different.
0: Do you think the public uh, response to it will influence how this goes?
2: No.
1: No. Like the, since the leakage, you don't think that'll.
2: I mean, no matter what happens, people are going to say that, right? And that's why I'm trying to say like, this was a February draft. Like, it's going to look different no matter what. Because that's what happens in the functionality of, of of the way the Supreme Court sort of operates. So I think no matter what, there's always going to be that sort of underlining. Did did public pressure happen? Um, but I I just don't think so because you know, like Alito's not going to change his mind. You know, Thomas is not going to change his mind. You know.
1: Uh, do you think this sets a dangerous precedent for like the future? Because there's like now a ton of things that could be in question, right? We have gay rights. I mean, there's I mean, we can list a ton of things. The way that they're handling Roe v. Wade, do you think this sets a precedent of they're going to go start looking at past shit and decide we can change it?
2: So this is important. So what happened in Roe v. Wade was the constitutionality question was that in the 14th Amendment, there's this right to privacy, sort of due process through your life, liberty, Um, and property, right? That came to be uh, um, post-Civil War, like 1867-ish, maybe 1868. I'm kind of off the cuff right now. It could be a few years, give or take a few years, um, that the 14th Amendment really came to be. And then, but but what's silly is it doesn't outline every possible thing what that means. Like you get to do, the government can't um, limit you your sort of life, liberty, and, and sort of right to live, so to speak. Um, it seems like the framers of that understood that that could mean a lot of things instead of enumerating, writing every single thing. Um, you know, they left it open, right? And so what Alito is saying is the only way the 14th amendment applies in these scenarios is if there's this long traditional history found within the country right? Um, which is bogus, you know, that this court case, the 14th amendment came out after the civil war. Right. And what's important is the constitution used to think black, uh, African, those of African descent were three fifths of a person. So you weren't, the constitution historically said, you know, if you're an African descent, you are not even a whole human you're being. Less
0: than, yeah.
2: yeah. And then Dred Scott case, which came out in 1857 ish, A handful of years before the civil war started during Buchanan's time, um, that the constitution does not apply to people of African descent. So even if they're free, right, they came over, let's say they came over in their own boat from um, Africa, land land in Boston, land in Boston, and then have kids there, right? They're kids. The constitution does not apply. So the history of the United States is tenuous with some things. So to say that it's requiring this long, drawn-out history is a bogus claim. Right, and what what's funny here is Alito, uh, I think he's probably excited to write this because when you write a landmark, seminal case, it goes in all the books for law school students discuss them, etc. But he must have forgot what it's like to be in law school. Uh, that doesn't apply. Impl- it's not always a good thing, right? Like a lot of people will probably laugh at his, you know, sort of legal standard on this because, you know, like an African American. Um, or American of African descent, I think is how Dred Scott words it. Um, doesn't, you know, for, for like a hundred years, you know, <laughs> under the constitution was not considered uh valid, like, I mean, come on, like this, not.
1: So everyone in that group is just going to make fun of this dude. Yeah. All the women aren't going to love it. So like, he's just got, he thinks he's going to have this landmark case where he's going to be this hero in law schools, mm-hmm. but in reality, you're gonna have a bunch of 22 year olds or can you even get in law school at 22? <laughs> yeah.
2: If you're smart. Yeah, yeah. So you
1: have a bunch of 22 year olds making fun of you.
2: Yeah. And, and people will be like, Oh, it's schools and you know, they're whatever. But it's, but I'm guessing even the slight, you know, people leaning right in law school have a hard time grasp grappling with the logic. Cause it's, it's kind of lacking to pull apart the 14th amendment because you know, you asked if it's a slippery slope. Um, Roe v. Wade sort of the foundation for contraceptives where businesses couldn't sort of limit your contraceptive um, use. It was the foundation for uh, gay marriage. Um, it was the foundation for, uh, there was a handful of cases on what consenting adults could do in the bedroom, right? Now, uh, you know, what's wrong with Alito's logic is, you know, gay marriage was illegal, right? So the historical... Uh, Accuracy to say like, well, uh, so gay marriage is very much on the table now because there's no longstanding historical precedent that Alito needs to allow gay marriage to continue. So if Texas challenges it or something along those lines, um, you know, they'll just reference that case. And that's what happens. That's what's called common law. You build cases off of cases. So,
1: So there's probably a ton of cases built off, like small ones that we don't even know. Yeah. That you don't even know in your years in law school that people are going to start trying to figure out how to go back and tear them down.
2: Yeah, It's pretty insulting how he wrote it. If you think about it, it's almost 50 years uh, of cases that, ba- that sort of backstopped Roe v. Wade. So if you talk, if you think all federal judges, you think if, if any state used Roe v. Wade to discuss it, you know, we could be talking thousands of judges, right. And legislators and, you know, this handful are saying, well, they're all wrong. Like they're all completely wrong. The way he's wording, it's pretty strong. Right. And, and so, that there could be some soft language softening because it was it was pretty extreme, but the outcome will probably be the same. Do you think we're going
1: to see more cases get overturned? Do you think this is going to set a precedent that now we can go and do anything? And uh, if so, what ones do you think they're going to go after?
2: Well, it would. that's hard to say. I think the question is, will more civil liberties be pulled back on that use the 14th Amendment that's right to privacy? Because, you know— that's really what's under – that's what's in question here, right? Um, I don't know if they would just, you know, take a shotgun approach and apply this to things unrelated to that, um, especially since a lot of them serve them, right, and their constituents like on First Amendment rights and things. Um, but I definitely think there could be a pullback on a lot of what – what. so what I find interesting is I – so a lot of the right to privacy questions like contraceptive use, um, gay marriage, uh, what consenting adults are in the bedroom – what a woman decides to do with their body. They're all saying they're not creating laws. What they're saying is the government shouldn't be involved in these decisions. Like you have a right to these privacy. And that's key because these people that are conservative or libertarian, you know, typically want small government, right? All of these are smaller government decisions, right? Like, Hey government, like you don't want a law in Texas and Oklahoma and Utah and New York to be different. That could cause substantial harm to people, right? Like let's say a gay couple gets married in California Legally, you know, be, and they, you know, the Oberfeld case, they overturn, they move to Utah. Like that causes substantial harm to the system. Like now what? Like is their marriage invalid? Um, there's a lot of sort of, you know, transactions that could happen that would be detrimental, you know. Like let's say, you know, the, this is overturned and Louisiana is going to make all abortions illegal, just 100% outright in the state. Uh, 14-year-old gets raped uh, by their uncle. Got to have the baby right uh, but let's say uh someone goes to Mardi Gras and gets pregnant from California and goes home and has an abortion in California well conception happened in Louisiana uh
0: so would they fall under
2: Louisiana law or it's a, it's a california citizen so maybe not but but i don't have a lot of high hopes that louisiana will will you know think of this nuance until afterwards and and then it'll cause a lot of issues
1: mm-hmm. like could a state so if someone's a California citizen, is it would it be legal for that state to then, in that situation, so they're a California citizen? Could the state be like, actually, you went, you're from California, but we know for a fact that you had conceived the baby in Louisiana, so you have to follow Louisiana law. And if you don't, we're going to press charges against you. Like, could a state do that?
2: I mean, it's it's hard to know. Uh, Texas and and other states are making crazy laws right now around it that. Um, who knows what the Supreme Court do? if Someone challenge it, for instance. If you left Texas and went to another state um, and got an abortion, you could, uh, you know, be in trouble. Anyone that helps you could be fined. Idaho, if you left to California, they're trying to make it uh, just an offense uh, with punishable up to life in prison, like a murder charge, right? In Idaho, that's that's on the docket if Roe v. Wade gets overturned. So,
0: which is just uh, crazy to me. Uh, <laughs> we can get into opinions about it and like stance if you want to later, but that. That's insane.
2: Yeah, that's a, Yeah, it's it's an overreach. Um, it's the the punishment doesn't fit the crime, especially if you believe in you know sort of pro choice, and that's an, a total affront to to any you know anything else you've seen in the news. You know, like yeah. a molester gets off um, on you know on you know house arrest for for twelve months, never sees the you know sees a prison cell, and a fourteen year old that was raped goes to jail for life. You know, and, and a lot of people said, no one wants, you know, when I talk to people that are quote unquote, you know, pro-life, they're like, well, no one wants, you know, no one's going to make laws that say, Hey, you know, if you're raped at 14, you have to carry this baby. Well, they already are making the laws. They're just yeah, waiting for it. I was like,
0: say, it sounds to me like they are. Like, yeah. I don't,
2: I don't Yeah, It's coming.
1: So, okay. From like, just purely, like, I want you to try to move as much of your own opinion on this. But from a legal standpoint, is this legal? Technically. Well well you Did you say remove as much of his paying, opinion. Like just I want like a peer, like, is this overturning Roe v. Wade, is it legal?
2: Yeah. I mean it they're they're deciding what's constitutional and what's not, and then what'll happen is they're not saying they're not saying Utah, you abortions are illegal. What they're saying is the court can't decide. Right. So that, that's legal for them to do. And then each state can then decide, um, um, yes, we'll, we'll follow sort of Roe v. Wade's framework. Blah, blah, blah. That's what's happening. The more liberal states are, you know, sort of circling the wagons and creating law, like, you know, these safe havens, right. Um, places in the more conservative states, you know, like Utah, you know, our, our governor has, has, he's essentially lying to the population that, you know, there's not gonna be any changes. When Roe v. Wade happens, that's because they already passed a law uh, where if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it triggers and it would make like 99 percent of our previous abortions illegal. So nothing would change because they already changed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it just automatically triggers and goes in. Like they won't call a special session. They won't have to vote on it because they already voted on it and passed a law. So he's he's, how long
1: has Utah been sitting on that?
2: uh, A lot of states will do things like that. Like like we have it right now as well with um, daylight savings time. Like, we have a trigger provision. Like, if three neighboring states change, we automatically change. Okay. So, that's not that weird. Sometimes you want to wait for other areas to sort of do it. And and, uh, it's not normal, but it's not weird either, if that makes sense.
0: It's not unheard of. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so, some states will have these triggering. So, Utah's trying to be like, we're not going to change anything. Because they're not. They have a law that's illegal at the moment that technically doesn't go into effect until, you know, Roe v. Wade is overturned.
1: So even if it isn't overturned today and in a hundred years, it gets overturned.
2: And and I don't know the procedure on that. I don't know if they're allowed to be sort of in perpetuity, you know, just forever. Yeah. I I honestly don't know the answer to that. So I don't want to, you know, speculate, but, um, yeah, like it it would work now. Yeah.
1: Weird. That's, I mean, I I knew about the daylight savings one and with something like that, I'm like kind of on the opinion of whatever, (laughs) it's not necessarily important. I mean, it is, but it's not, it's not. Like it's minor details compared yeah. to like the big topics, but yeah. when you look at it in the grander
0: scheme of things, like things like this or issues that actually affect people's lives,
1: like it's it's wild. Yeah, be careful with that opinion on Twitter, man. People tell you you're crazy. Mm-hmm. The daylight savings arguments are wild. Yeah, it's um, a fucking hour. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, I any? know. Uh, Says
2: the guy without kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey. I take care of one now every day and I have been for a year. I understand. Oh, that's fair. Okay, fair. (laughs) I'll
2: take that back. I have three girls and and there's like a week or two twice.
0: An hour does actually, it can mean a lot for an adult that has children. Yes. A A
1: lot can get done in an hour. (laughs) A lot can get done in an hour. Do you think, is there any way, so let's say worst case, well, I would, my opinion is worst case scenario, Roe v. Wade gets overturned. Can any, can the can Congress, because I'm president, like, is there anything that can happen to go and kind of tell the Supreme Court they're wrong? Well, so like, can is there any way to make it loss so of the Supreme Court or return it? I guess.
2: Yeah, and that's how that's how the functionality works, right? Like, if we were to listen to the the song by uh, you know how a bill is made, <laughs> right? Um, Schoolhouse Rock, right? So what happens? So the, you know, there's three different branches of government, and we'll talk about the legislative branch here. They can pass. Any law they want, they can even pass unconstitutional law, right? They could say, we can limit all free speech, right? Mm-hmm. Then the Supreme Court reviews it to decide if if the law is constitutional or not, right? But something like this, the, the Supreme Court can't say the Constitution is silent on abortion. um, And then let's say enough legislators pass an abortion bill, like a pro-choice abortion bill. They could not then turn around and say that this is unconstitutional. Because they have already said that it's not in the Constitution. So it's well within the federal um, jurisdiction. You know, our senators and the House do pass one. Um, Now, they could also make an amendment, which is, is like, impossible. And I can't remember the exact procedure, but you have to get enough of the states to ratify it, like three-quarters of the states.
1: So that would be essentially the only option if the Supreme Court – Well, there's two.
2: You pass an amendment or you just pass a law.
1: Pass an amendment or law.
2: Or states – or every state just does it anyways. If all 50 states, you know, just passed pro-choice, you know, state laws, they would also not interrupt that.
1: Well, then what would be the point of all of it? All the states just got along.
2: Well, right. That's, you know.
1: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the problem. The issue. Yeah. So, like, that's not going to happen. So, there is ways. But, I mean, you don't think an amendment could happen on this topic well, I for mean, sure.
2: So, you know, these there's these people called originalists, constitutionalists that pretend like, you know, there's this purity to the Constitution and, and we have to look to the founder's intent. But the founders passed amendments, right? Um, and the founders, everyone's seen Alexander Hamilton. You know, he, Madison and Hamilton helped write the Constitution. And then they had to write, you know, 50-plus papers convincing the population that this is what we meant. This is what we meant, right? Um, and there was a time period, you know, 14th Amendment passed during the Civil War. Uh, you know, we saw amendments passed on, on making the country dry. not. We, we haven't really seen a, an actual amendment that meant anything in a long time. So, um, uh, we should be passing amendments all the time, you know, things that the founding fathers never would have dreamed of is, um, uh, me, me being able to text someone in Antarctica, right. If they had a phone and cell service, um, uh, you know, me being able to, to go from San Francisco to New York in like what, six hours, right. Or whatever. I don't know that, what that flight is. It's like four and a half, right. Um, from where we're at, maybe five, um, you know, they, they didn't expect that I could single-handedly, on Twitter, communicate with every single American if they had a Twitter account, right? Like, obviously, that there's a lot of moving parts to make that work. But Elon Musk has like a 100 million followers or whatever. And, you know, when he tweets, everyone within seconds sees what he says, right? All these things they never envisioned, right? And I'm, I'm not saying we should put limits on them or not. What I'm saying is amendments should encompass, you know, change. and t- I mean, cars alone are insane. Like, Like, interstate travel is something that, um, interstate travel, interstate trade, um, states can't do like, we can't just pass a law that says we will accept no lumber from Montana. Like you can't, that's illegal. Um, that's unconstitutional, um, under the commerce clause. Now, when the commerce clause was written, no one thought you could transport oil from Canada to Texas in one long barrel and set, you know, in minutes, right? Like, or, you know, one long pipeline. So, Uh, We we don't have amendments anymore because, you know, it just doesn't fit the political narratives of either side. Uh, But I do think we should be having more um, amendments for sure.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Pete Buttigieg, I know you're a big fan of Buttigieg. Buttigieg. He's got the most complicated last name. Um, I mean, he kind of went into a similar spill where he thinks amendments are needed because not a single group of people can write everything for everything forever. Right. And so, like, that's the beauty of the Constitution is you can actually change it. Yeah. Like, it's written to be changed. Yep. So acting like you shouldn't is kind of silly. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, I want to get kind of into the opinion subject. Uh, where do you stand on all of it? Like, what are your just the feelings?
2: Well, I mean, a lot of it has to do with integrity, right? Uh, Susan Collins, the one of the senators from Maine, um, she's a Republican. that She's a little more... She's, you know, a little bit more centered. Um, and she, she's seemed to be a little more pro choice. Um, she always asked, um, these new justices where they stood. And every single, well, she mentions a handful, um, Amy Barrett and Kavanaugh, I think, where they stood on, you know, Roe v. Wade. And, and she clearly says that they both said, Hey, it's precedent. It's not going to change. Now, do I think people can change their mind? Yes. And they should right? But the fact that the very first case that comes up, um, they instantly write this opinion piece that's pretty flammatory towards the history of Roe v. Wade shows that they, they didn't mean it, right? So it's hard for me to sort of accept any of their things in the court, um, as, as any one thing with integrity, right? So aside from what I think pro-choice or pro-life, um, those two should be ashamed of themselves, right? Now, I'm of the opinion that, um, you know, um, human beings should be allowed to make sort of their own decisions, right? And I would like less government um, to be to be making those decisions. And one thing that's really hard is Louisiana is going to pass what they call, um, you know, conception is when life starts. You know, well, I mean, that's the dumbest thing that can be said because you, let's say, you, you and your you and your spouse or significant other can't get pregnant. So you go and, and you go through some sort of, um, planned, you know, using technology, um, you might infer, you might through technology, take 40 eggs and, um, have them inseminated with your, with your own, um, sperm, right? You don't have, you don't put all 40 eggs inside the woman, right? Mm-hmm. They, they pick ones that I think are the most viable, that they think is the most viable, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, and they hope, you know, that, you know, they can put that inside the woman and, and she can have kids. Well, let's say they put two in to, to make it work. They have to dispose of the other 38, mm-hmm. right? Like, so a bun- I bet, I bet there has been many Republican leaders, both on the state and federal level that have done something like that, mm-hmm. right? Does that mean they have killed, that they are murderers, that they have killed 38 people? Because right? if that's when right. life if, began. If,
0: yeah. If life begins at conception, once an egg is fertilized, that's conception. Yeah. So, yeah. So, even if it's in a lap.
2: Yeah. Even right? if it's in a lap. Like, you can't say it's not, right?
0: Like, what makes a difference just because it's in a body? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's strange
2: to me. So, so it's, so it's for me, one, they're setting themselves up for, for really hard questions, right? Someone could challenge in Louisiana, like, a very far-right pro-life person. It could be like, to this doctor's office that's been doing legitimately helping people plan their lives mm-hmm. uh might have to shut down, right? And now people that can't have kids won't be able to have kids. Right. And now people that are raped will have to um carry, carry their that. kids. So it's like very heartless from both perspectives, you know? And and, and this is my opinion and I think it's correct because the, all the <laughs> wow all the data suggests well, it well, is. is that the foundation <laughs> of opinion yeah. we all think it's correct. Is uh abortion laws don't stop abortion. They they yeah. never have and they never will like period. If you were to make a list of ways to to limit or slow down or stop abortion, uh, abortion law would be on the list, but it could be like fiftieth, right? The the keys to, to stopping abortion are um, number one is much access to contraceptives as possible, right? Because if if uh, if, if you can, now this is a key, um, there is a person running for uh, office in Arizona that wants to make supposedly everything from condoms. You know, so not just, you know, some other stronger contraceptives, all the way to condoms illegal, you know, to carry through, which is absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
0: Wait, yeah. What? He he wants
2: to make all contraceptives illegal, including something like a condom. He wants
0: to make like access to all contraceptive illegal. Yeah.
2: That's like sort of his, his platform to an extent. And do what instead? (laughs) Well, just Uh, abstinence, you know? Abstinence? Yeah. Which never has worked in the history of the world. Right. Like we could go back to Bible stories where that has never worked. Right. Um, like literally yeah.
1: tens of thousands of years ago.
2: Yeah. You know, and so
0: assuming that married people even want to have children like that.
2: Yeah. Whatever. So, so that's number one access to God. Number two is a robust um, sexual education program for youth. Right now. I don't, I, I'm not saying like third graders necessarily need to have, you know, robust, but you know, New Jersey in seventh grade, we had very clear outlines on how <laughs> you get pregnant, how to avoid getting pregnant, uh, and it also is good for learning how to avoid STDs. Mm-hmm. Right? There's there's a lot of good things about it. But
1: there are states now that are wanting to pull that away. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So well, the, the,
0: I mean, even now, Utah still doesn't yeah. teach that in much depth. When I went through school, it was yeah. just taught. This is what an STD is, yeah. and don't get one. Yeah. Like it wasn't say you can take these steps to prevent yourself from getting one, but this is what they are. This is the risk of having sex. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. And there was no actual education happening.
2: Yeah, and so it's very clear that those are the top two things to stop to to limit abortions. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to say we want to limit abortions, prove it. That's so that's why I think feel like my opinion is correct, because we know, like we know it's gonna happen. Now the numbers could go down. Mm-hmm. Um, once it's illegal, some place like Utah or Idaho, because people won't report it. Yeah, documented abortion. That's <laughs> yeah, just,
0: that's that's
2: just it. And that's what that's that's just sort of the truth, right? Yeah. No one wants to talk about it, right? And I get it. It's I, I don't want to think about. I don't want to talk about. It. Like I don't think people jump up and down. Uh, you know, there's you know hundreds of millions of people in the United States. So there's obviously some people that on the very far left that will jump up and down excited when they get an abortion. Um, and the very people in the very far right that, you know, are raped by a family member that won't carry their baby to term. Right. But I think most of America lives in the middle that if they have to make that div- difficult choice, it would be a difficult choice. Mm-hmm. They, you know, will sleep over it and, and, and cry over it and and, and um, do what they think is make, you know, is the best decision for them. And and I trust those people to make those decisions. Like uh, the government shouldn't be making that decision. Mm-hmm. You know, like a faceless you know person on the hill that doesn't care about, you know, someone. You the know. only person I would trust to make that
0: decision is the mother. Yeah. Really. Like that's what it boils down to.
2: Yeah, the Idaho law is especially crazy because, um, you know, it, it, it's a person, a relative of the baby could sue the mom, right? And they brought up in the hearing, does that include, um, let's say, the rapist's grandma or the rapist mother? Could the rapist mother sue the the victim? The victim if she get an abortion, and the answer is yes. You know, in Idaho law, in in Idaho's law, okay, that's, that's in law right now. That, that's going to come to be. I think uh-huh. it's trigger as well, kind of thing. Okay. But they even ask. They ask the person that crafts the bill, and and they're like, "Yep, that you know that's unfortunate, but yeah, they could."
0: That is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah that's nuts.
2: Yeah, I I've watched the video on it, and they're they're just clear. They're like, "Yeah, that can happen." So, you know, not only is it you know not going to limit abortions, it's going to create vic. It's going to you know, victims
1: disc- are going to be in worse situations. Yes. Yep. So when you say heartless, you literally... Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it's not only that, but it's just, like you said, it's not going to stop abortions because people are still going to get them. They're just not going to be safe. Yeah. And which is...
1: Well, so some... Just opens people up for more problems. Some things, Amazon is saying that they will help pay for them, for someone to travel to another state and get one safely. Mm -hmm. Like... Like let's say up you, with a way if you live so, in or... Texas, well yeah
2: they'll reimburse them.
1: They'll reimburse. So like let's say you live in Texas, but you want, you need to get an abortion, they and you fly to California and get the abortion and send in your seats. Amazon will pay for it. Yep. Huh. So
2: of that's course weird. some hardcore conservatives are trying to pass a law that that's not something that can be reimbursed mm-hmm. already, you know.
1: That that's already in works too. Yeah. All this is happening on a law that hasn't even passed yet.
2: Yeah, and 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 again, you can't really call yourself small government because this is nuts. Like, all these laws that will come to be.
1: I don't really believe that either group is small government anymore. It's all just big government and different opinions. Mm -hmm. At the end of
0: the day, I think that if men could get pregnant, it would be a very different story. I I think we would be able to access them in a fucking ATM. (laughs) Uh, That's a, uh,
2: what's her name, from Seinfeld, has that line. Um, Elaine? Yeah, not in Seinfeld. I don't, you know, but she's made that call oh, oh, oh. about an ATM. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Really or not an ATM, a vending machine. Mm-hmm. You, but you're right. Yeah. That- yeah. And, and, and you know, you know, the big thing is Alito sort of says in this opinion that, um, well, if women don't like it, they can vote out people that will like it. They can run for office. Kind of chides them. Talks down to them like, well, you know, do something about it. You know, women could women. This is what's insane that people don't want to talk about is there was a, a race. You know, black people were not allowed to vote, mm-hmm. right? Because they were slaves, right? We free slavery. So for like hundreds of years, there was slavery and we free them, and the men from that category could vote after the Civil War. Yeah. It took like another like 50 years for women. For, to be right. Like they were yeah. below
0: slaves, you know. The ones who can get pregnant couldn't even vote on that, even so, if they wanted to, if that was.
2: Yeah. So they couldn't even. So people don't talk enough about how. Um, Important uh, his, historical um, references are, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense that, um, yeah, it was a hundred years ago. Women could vote, but th- you know, since 1776, men could vote and run for office. Yeah. So it takes a long time to build up hundreds of years, you know, to, to build up a, you know, a coalition, you know,
1: interesting. There's a lot of problems with the government um, and the way they go about things. Do you? I don't want to say like foresee, but do you think that any things ever get back to a more normal standpoint where it's just not like party line, like Republicans vote Republicans, Democrats vote Democrats? Because like, so that's like the issue with, that this is kind of highlighting is just like all parties are disagreeing with each other and nothing like.
2: So no, not not under the current situation because there was a Citizens United case. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, that essentially allowed just the free flow of money into politics, pretty much put our government up for sale. Uh, in fact, a case came out today from Ted Cruz. He won a victory that you know, these senators and these house can essentially receive unlimited funds now from donors through various means, um, you know, through these PACs and super PACs. So before, you know, you were paid by the government and and maybe some extra Money flew in. But, you know, these people are like tens of millions in heirs. Some are hundreds of millions of heirs now. And most of them have been in politics their whole life. So, you know, it's for sale. And you're going to get extremists on both ends funding, um, you know, what they want. And you're going to do whatever they say because that's your money. That's your money. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's a whole other topic of the 501Cs and how they can funnel money into nonprofits to then go and back <laughs> – Uh, Yeah, it's politicians,
2: but yeah, Citizens United started that. That's that's a problem. Um, and really, uh, started with Bush v. Gore, and that's where we're at.
1: So, when are you running for president?
2: (laughs) Probably never.
1: (laughs) What if you're a write in?
2: (laughs) I have to, I think I've been written in by my mom at one point, and that's (laughs) so I've gotten one presidential vote in my life. Um, so yeah, when's the next one?
1: 2024 yeah uh, or 20 no or, 24 yeah 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 because it's 2020 yeah, I haven't seen the Trump 2024 flag so it's for sure 2024 mm-hmm. we should make uh Brian. brown brown 2024 yeah. flags
2: now now I do think one thing to to discuss if you don't mind me bringing something up mm-hmm. is the question is has this sort of happened before a pullback in in rights okay and um my wheel I read over hundred books a year and my wheelhouse of, of nonfiction usually revolves around civil war time. Um, I am a deep fan of a lot of the union leaders and, and the outcomes and, and the presidents. Um, I think it, our, our country's more built off of that foundation and not 1776 foundation, um, which I could go on for a whole, you know, year's worth of why, but I won't. Um, but the one important case is the Dred Scott decision. And what happened with that is, you know, 1800s roll around and slowly uh, more and more states are sort of finding slavery, you know, terrible, right? In the, in the North, right? And they're, and they're making it illegal. The South thinks it's this holy institution ordained of God and wants to protect it. And um, so there's always these compromises. There's the Missouri Compromise. There's all these compromises. And that, you know, said, you know, if a new state gets entered, you know, one of each, one free, one slave, or there's the line at Missouri, you know, everything North of this line is free. Everything South is, is, um, is slave. Like they've tried, they tried all these sort of compromises. States were, were trying to pass laws that like, if you make it here and you live here a year, you know, you're free, right? Um, that's where you get like all those underground railroad sort of stories. Um, and so, what was happening is, you know, all through the 1800s, there was a, like sort of this contraction, and everyone seemed to be sort of living with it, except for the South. Um, and this is why they're um, this this will tie back in. Um, so everyone was sort of building this, like they weren't outlawing it, like Virginia. It was just sort of expansion or and bringing in new slaves. You know, they made that illegal. Um, and Dred Scott was an individual from I want to think Louisiana, a slave. His, his master, his slave master, was in the military, ends up, um, I think, you know, in the north. Um, he ends up marrying a free woman, has a kid with her, um, and sort of sues for his uh, freedom, essentially. There's a lot more to the story than that, but that's that's sort of the backbone. It goes all the way to Supreme Court and, of course, uh, a Maryland... Uh, judge was, uh, you know, took the lead and wrote an opinion that the Constitution didn't apply to anyone of African descent, right? And totally blew it up. And and it cost the country a ton of money because now, like, these fugitive slave laws that said, hey, if you make it, you're free, don't apply anymore. Um, so, like, the government, there are stories of like finding a, a slave in Massachusetts to live there five years, you know, a whole navy's worth of people, escorting them back to, you know, Maryland or whatever. Um, which, so that's a case where they've pulled back, you know, all these rights, but not necessarily when the Supreme court itself found, um, but it caused a lot of anguish and, and it didn't, um, sort of work and why it's important to talk about is Alitos and Thomas, uh, they're sort of saying, um, well, uh, you know, you should live with the decision, Right well, why doesn't that apply for the last 50 years' worth of decisions on pro-choice matters, right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of cowardly to sort of say that, right, to pull back. And, and you know, one thing to discuss, and, and I'm not convinced I know who what side did it, right? Ted Cruz, you know, famously a couple of days ago was like, I, it was obviously a liberal judge's clerk because I'm not an idiot. That's what he says. Well, I can make a case on why a conservative uh, clerk – leaked it or why a liberal clerk leaked it. Cause they both have very strong reasons to, um, so I think it's 50, 50, I would be not surprised at all. Right. And, um, as you know, Star Wars say, Sith deal in absolutes. I totally think Ted Cruz is of the Sith variety. Um, nice <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, he's just doesn't fall far from the tree. No, uh, I, I'm the older brother here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're
1: the true
0: one. Yeah.
2: And so, um, you know, it's important to know. Uh, now, now, what's crazy is it's not it, – it may have been illegal, but it's likely not, right? Like the way it could have been illegal is someone could have hacked – like, you know, one of you guys could have hacked in to their system and stole it somehow. However, hackers do the hacking thing. Yeah,
1: definitely not. Yeah. But
2: that would be illegal. Yeah. That would be a cyber attack on the Supreme Court, right? Yeah. We
1: barely can run our podcast equipment. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks we're hacking God. the Supreme God. Court. You know,
2: maybe a janitor saw the papers and stole them. Oh, right. that'd be so cool right and like just yeah you mop E-mop, yeah like just <laughs> ah, take this right or but like the clerk who has a a right to them so to speak because he's in this sort of this transition um now it, was it ethical probably not was it illegal there's no law against it so i wouldn't be surprised if we see some rules come out or a law pass that you can't do that in the future
1: oh, i'm sure mm-hmm. i almost I think, think it surprised me at all a good thing that it was leaked, though, because it gives me a glimmer of hope that maybe the public outcry will have them think twice. So, so And when I say maybe, I mean, like, it's like a 1%. I, there's like a 1% hope.
2: So I think the opposite. I think- Do it, You think they double down? No. Yeah. Because I think at this point, um, they're not going to stop from their language and stuff because this that 30% that agrees with them loves it. Right. And so they're, and their dark money. That's what we call it. And it flows through both sides. It's, you know, supporting these institutions now. They're going to double down on their, their sort of tough language. Right. So that's why I think it could be 50 50. Maybe some, you know, liberal clerk was, saw that nothing was moving and this was their last ditch effort to maybe sway their opinion. Like you were saying, maybe there's a conservative clerk that's like, Hey, it's softening. I, I don't want it to, you and know, rallies the troops. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a 50 50 to me.
1: That's scary either way bet the conspiracy theories behind it are real fun oh yeah In 10 years there's gonna be some conspiracy a new theories. episode idea <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: conspiracy theories of the government that's yeah. actually a pretty good idea i mean it's where most of them spawn from anyway well do you have any other questions i don't
0: i we should probably i think we're running low on time so if you don't have any questions i this has been very informative so thank you actually i do have a question um If anybody could take anything away from this, like summarize it, what's the most important thing that you think they could take away from everything you've shared?
2: I mean, that's a a loaded question, right? Um, I think what people should take away is they should look within themselves and decide, should the government be deciding what a person is doing? Not whether – you know, should we pass laws in the shop? Do we want the government involved in these decision-making processes? Mm -hmm. When it comes
1: to body autonomy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, Anything, you know,
1: I think he's going further, just period, period, period.
2: not even your like, do we, you know, anything where consenting adult is doing something, you know, obviously, um, I, I am a very strong believer of government. I am in government, right? Like I, I try to pass laws all the time. That, that makes sense. Um, but you know, do we want the government making these decisions? Do we do we want a overall right to privacy and a right to be able to make informed decisions? And I think a lot of people, um, even people that say they're pro life, um, you know, in the dark when no one's looking, agree with that—that that they don't, you know, they don't trust the government, right? Mm-hmm. So why would we trust them now?
1: Right. Interesting. That's a good. That's a good takeaway. Um, well, if we have nothing else, we can move into. The best part of our podcast, unpopular opinion. Yeah, this hasn't already been one giant unpopular yeah. opinion. It probably has been a giant unpopular opinion, but uh, we're gentlemen, so we'll let our guest decide his unpopular opinion. Okay.
2: So this is a, an in. This is a one hundred percent correct unpopular opinion, and anyone right, that disagrees right. is totally wrong. If you are grilling with propane, the flat top is one hundred percent the choice over a regular grill. There is no added benefit to the grill. We've been tricked for generations that you want that grill mark. Now, if you're cooking with charcoal, that's a different story. But when you're talking propane, the only—if you have an option for both—you should always pick the flat. There's not a single reason to ever like lox and juices. You know, you don't lose. Um, uh, you don't have like, you know, grease spilling down, causing flames and burning your food. Everything about the flat top is hands down superior to the grill. That's so interesting. And
0: you mentioned that you didn't think that it was going to be very
2: unpopular. I think that is unpopular. Yeah. There are a lot of people that I know that grill a lot that would probably not agree with you at all. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's it. That's the only benefit. As on the steak or the hamburger, you get the grill mark. But it doesn't do anything. Close your eyes when you eat. Then you're good.
1: When you burger you don't notice because I smothered my cheese.
2: Yeah. And and condiments. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, what's yours?
0: Mine is that I think tip culture is getting way out of hand. Tip culture? Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that you can go to a place where everybody is probably getting paid the same, or is on the same pay grade, and much better paid than waiters. Like, for instance, today I went to Shake Shack, and they asked after they took my order if I'd like to add a tip. Uh, First of all, your food's already costing me $20, so... That's outrageous. And second of all, their job is to show up and make food. Like, they're not waiting on me. They're not providing me any other service other than making my food. So
1: I agree with you that if there's not a waiter, tips should not be... If it is hand out the window or hand to you and you walk away with it, there should be no tipping required.
0: No. Well, and even, like, people just, I think, expect tips or they, like, get really flustered because they feel like they have to tip when they really don't have to. Like... For artists, for instance, an artist is going to know their worth, they're going to charge what they know that they're worth charging, and they're not going to expect a tip. Obviously, they're going to appreciate them, but, like, a tattoo artist isn't going to, like, in the back of their mind, like, I hope this guy tips me because, you know, because they set their prices. They know what they're... Those ones are really worth.
1: interesting too. So like, they picked. If they yeah. wanted twenty more dollars, they would have said one seventy instead of one fifty.
0: And I just feel like more and more we're seeing, especially at food places that don't have like sit down service, you're seeing, like, would you like to add a tip? No, I'm
2: not going to add a tip. There's there is a little bit of that pressure element. What, what I think, what I, the only time I ever get frustrated, and this is on me because they do do work, is if I have to do the work. Like if you go to a like a Korean barbecue and they prep the food, but I end up cooking it on the thing in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why did I come here? <laughs> like yeah. I'm cooking the food and then I leave a tip. And for a minute, I'm like, maybe I should leave a tip for myself because I did such a good job cooking yeah. my own food.
1: Yeah, maybe I should charge that yeah. for <laughs> they should <yeah>. for <laughs> my own yeah, food. Yeah. It is so yeah. beautiful. <laughs> uh, mine is wildly ridiculous, but I think everyone should get one time a year where you can just like report a car and all four of their tires blow up at the same time. You just get one by because everyone would drive nicer. I would have done that today. Yeah, I would
2: have done that today too. Mine would have been today. Yeah, I mean, my problem would be it would always be someone with like a BYU license plate. Because like when a U one does it, I'm like, I'd probably in a hurry. Yeah. Right? Be like this a jerk. Nice. Terrible guy. driver.
0: But then how many times a year do you think your tires <laughs> would yeah. get blown? Yeah, that's the problem.
2: Uh, no, <laughs> I would drive
1: safer because I would know like I don't want my tires getting blown. So like I think it would create a a universe where people drive safer. Other than probably like December 31st when half the population has saved theirs and they're like, well, I got to use it. And then,
2: and <laughs> yeah, December, there, it would be chaos. <laughs> Tire companies, popped. they would have no sales at that time. <laughs> Put like, your oh. car in the garage and hide for your life. Like That's
1: kind of fun. Uh, all right, quiz time. Quiz time. For him. Guests, do you know our Twitter handle on our sign-off? You can say no. <laughs> I used to know it.
2: So no, I don't. What is it?
1: Culture underscore couch. Uh,
0: well, first of all, let's give the whole spiel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you like our podcast and you liked what we had to say today, well, what Bryant had to say today, um, let us know by emailing us or DMing us. No, wait. You can DM us on Instagram at culturecouchpod. Uh, you can email us. Culturecouchpod at gmail.com. And you can do those things on Twitter do you remember it now
2: culture underscore underscore couch
0: yes uh yeah do you have anything else i have nothing else throw in there thank you for joining us yes thank you brian that okay. was wonderful and i feel like anybody who listens to that is going to walk away with some knowledge of what's going on because i learned a lot i feel hopefully but, that's yeah, the hope. hopefully just get the get the thoughts going i think is most important too Yes. Yeah. So. all right yeah agreed well as always thank you for listening